This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to the PMP Exam Radio Show. It's a pleasure to have you here with me today. Thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you've had a wonderful week. Well, it's Friday. Thank goodness. It's been a long week for some of us. For some of us who've been on international travel like myself, my goodness, what an ordeal. It's a project, a project and a half, just to get from here across the pond. But good news is I made it to Europe and that's where I'm broadcasting from right now. I got a message from one of our listeners on YouTube and the message was something to the effect of, I didn't do well on the exam in 2021. I didn't do well in the people domain. Now, for those of you who might think the exam does not have casualties, it does. And the PMP exam has casualties because a lot of well-meaning, hardworking students don't know what to expect. So today, I want to go through the entire PMP exam content outline. I want to give you a, let's call it a boost, right? I want to give you a booster shot of the PMP exam content outline so that you continually remember what to expect on the exam. I want to give you a set of principles, my principles, that I share with students as they prepare for this exam. Remember, the exam is broken into people, process, and business. And Vicky shared that people was a tough part of her exam. So I want to jump straight into people. So here is the people domain. The first task is manage conflict. The philosophy is simple. Conflict should be managed by the people involved in it. And people who are involved in it, of course, are team members. So team members should be educated. They should be sensitized to the importance of conflict. There's good conflict. And good conflict is constructive conflict, which presents alternate ideas, alternate opinions. But it should be managed in a proactive fashion, first of all, by creating ground rules, sharing those ground rules. And the servant leader, whoever is a servant leader with a team. It could be the scrum master or some other role. It could be anyone on the team. But the bottom line is getting to understanding. Understanding the source and the stage of the conflict. Analyzing the conflict. Not taking sides, but encouraging the team to resolve conflict themselves. In cases where conflict cannot be resolved by the team, the scrum master may need to step in. And this is where we could evaluate, recommend, and reconcile the appropriate conflict resolution solution, whatever that looks like. But the bottom line is conflict should be resolved accordingly. To do well in this task, you need to understand the Thomas Kilman mode instrument. I've talked about this previously, 
But if you go to the Penbelt Guide 6th edition, it's broken down pretty well. I like the way it's broken down in the 6th edition without really calling it the Thomas Kilman mode instrument. But you've got the avoid, you've got compromise, reconcile, smooth, accommodate, all of those. Know those really well, okay? That's task one. Task two is lead a team. The philosophy, the overarching principle is leadership is not a one-size-fits-all thing. You need to be aware of situational leadership. The Hersey-Blanchard model, which I may have mentioned before, be really solid on that and the philosophies of that. And understand the different definitions of leadership talked about in the 6th edition. Transformational leadership, charismatic leadership, and so on. Also, understand in the Agile Practice Guide, Servant Leadership In and Out. Know the 10 tenets of servant leadership. You can find this available. Robert Greenleaf started this movement, and he has a website, and you can get the tenets of servant leadership from there. Now, marry that back to the Agile Practice Guide and be really good on that. Next, support team performance. Support the team, give them power, give them the autonomy and support they need Trust them to be able to self-lead and self-manage. Task four, empower team members and stakeholders. Again, empower them. Secure leaders give power to others, right? So know their strength, support the task accountability, whatever task you've given to them. There's a difference between responsibility and accountability. We're talking about task accountability. In other words, not only are they responsible, they are accountable. Self-leading, self-managing, that whole mantra, okay? Task five, ensure team members and stakeholders are adequately trained. It is your responsibility as a servant leader in whatever capacity you work to effectively train, mentor, coach people. Look for the opportunities for coaching. Make sure people get coached and trained. It's that simple. Now, on the exam, when you get questions, it will be dressed up with a situational type of language, but you need to be able to see through the language to see training as the best option. The best option is not going to hire a bunch of people, right, and get rid of the existing team. That's not the best option. The best option is as a servant leader, Take responsibility, take ownership, get people training, get them coaching, get them mentoring. Task six, build a team. Know what you're looking for. The biggest decision you can make is in the hiring process. So hire the right people, get them in, and continuously assess and refresh team skills. It goes back to what we are just saying. Part of building a team is equipping a team. Task seven, address and remove impediments, obstacles, and blockers for the team. This is what seven leaders do. Now, what's the difference between an impediment and a risk? An impediment is happening right now. A risk is disaster waiting to happen or opportunity waiting to happen. So when we say impediment, we're talking about a blocker, an obstacle. We're not talking about positive risks here or negative risks. We're talking about something happening right now. So we want to find out what are the critical impediments. We want to prioritize them. We want to go after them. That's what the question is going to test you on. Do you know that it is your responsibility as a servant leader to remove impediments, obstacles, and blockers? Whether you call yourself a team lead, a project manager, scrum master, same thing. Task eight, negotiate project agreements. Analyze the bounds of the negotiation for agreement. Now, when we talk about negotiating project agreements, we're not just talking about money. 
monetary things. We could be talking about negotiating a user story, for example. You know, we talk about the invest acronym. We talk about the user story being independent of all others. And N in the invest acronym stands for negotiable. Well, we need to negotiate those things. So we're not just talking about money. We're not just talking about contracts. We're talking about negotiating user stories or even velocity. The company wants you to do 100 story points. And you know that from your burn up and burn down chart and from your records of how many story points you can do, this is unattainable. Well, negotiate it. Don't just say, oh, management said I should do 100 story points, so I'm going to try to do it, burn the team out. No, no, no. Don't do that. You want to analyze the bounds of the negotiation. You want to assess priorities, verify the objectives, participate in the agreement negotiations. you got to negotiate. Trade-offs, right? You will be tested on trade-offs. You will be tested on understanding trade-offs and negotiation when it comes to resources, when it comes to team members, right, on the project. So keep that in mind. Task nine, collaborate with stakeholders. Collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. Business people and developers, they should work together daily. Just remember that. Task 10, build shared understanding. I talk about the DIGCIV acronym, which you can find in 8.2 in the sixth edition. Define the problem, identify the root cause, generate alternatives, choose the best alternatives, implement that alternative, and verify the solution's effectiveness. But the bottom line is get on the same page, get on the same page, right? Break down the situation. Survey the necessary parties. Support the outcome of the parties involved. Your scrum master and the team decides to go in a particular direction. That's the direction to go, right? So you need to support that. And then investigate any potential misunderstandings. Task 11, engage and support virtual teams. Virtual teams have been around for a long time. They've come to stay. This crazy pandemic is a reminder. But when it comes to virtual teams, understand the tools of the trade. Understand what a virtual team is, but understand buzzwords such as fishbowl window or pair programming talked about in the Agile Practice Guide and things such as that or a remote pairing, uh, which is the right word. Task 12, define team ground rules. Understand page 50 in the Agile Practice Guide, the team charter, right? Understand other names for ground rules. We could say team charter, team agreement, social contract, team contract, that kind of thing. But understand pages 49, page 50 in the Agile Practice Guide, and understand the output 9.1, where you get the team charter in the Pembok Guide 6th edition. All of this is stuff that you should know for your exam. Task 13, mentor relevant stakeholders. Similar to what I said, if you find a gap in someone's understanding of a method, a framework, a principle, an idea, a project, a project task, a story, mentor them. Allocate time to mentoring. Recognize opportunities. It could be maybe something someone said and you realize, oh, that's an anti-pattern. They need to be mentored. They need to be educated. Task 14, Promote team performance through the application of EI. EI is big. There are definitions in both the Agile Practice Guide and the PMBOK Guide. Understand it's bridling your emotions and influencing the emotions of 
others all right and that is just the people domain that vicky wrote in to say she had a rough time with on her last exam vicky i wish you all the very best on your next attempt in the next few episodes we're going to be tackling the process and the business but i hope this was a nice little boost for you a little bit of encouragement to get you in ship shape for your exam thank you you take care everyone speak to you soon